This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. Six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hi. Hi. Well, welcome to ENN. On TV. Ray Row. Hello. Presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm. 888-24-LAW-24. Bite back. Don, by the way, I, I told you I'm on the verge of getting better. Yes. It was good. You know, my voice is still a little off, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I and I cough a little bit. Had you know had a little bit of some aches earlier, but it's gone. And now all of a sudden in the last hour, I've got a sneeze going. Oh, it's all, it's all exiting your body. Is that what's happening? I, is that possible? I, 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 that's what I would say. I like whenever something happens, that's what you say. So, if, so you mean, in other words, if I start profusely vomiting and have diarrhea, still, yeah. it's all just going it's all, out. Yeah, it's don't even worry about it. All right, it's a good. Point. What do they say? Was it like pain is just fear exiting the body? Is that Damn it, it, it was diarrhea. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite drops, by the way. Yeah, uh, diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's random the, repugnant diarrhea. That's the old. <laughs> that's the old school pronunciation. Diarrhea. By the way, so Anthony, you search the word diarrhea. And we you have th- three, and you have three we different have ones. Three. Well, that's impressive. All right, I wanna, show only. I want to yeah. start off by saying good evening to Don. He deserved to be sneezed on. And good evening to Don. According to Spot Rack. <laughs> good. Good evening to myself. Hey, check out how cool my protractor is. Good evening to our callers. You're smoking joints 20 or 30 yards out in front of the stage. <laughs> to our other caller. Shakan Barkley. Barkley. Was, was, was that the same caller? Shaka Khan Barkley. Shakan Barkley. Barkley. Shaka Khan. Shaka. Shaka Khan. And lastly, we say good evening to Don. Dehydrated my oh. ass. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not know that's what we were talking about? I don't know, because I didn't think it came out great, but it did. He, yeah, you black out, because you started getting angry. Well, because Michael is just a pompous, you know what? He tried to spin, and I'm glad you called him on it. Okay. That we were the ones being, you know, uh, first world, that we were being... No, no, we were, we're saying that we're just it was common ex- folk that enjoy the, the occasional luxury. Let me tell you something right now. All right? Listen to me close. Yes. I have a gig across the country next week with a with a uh, a company that they make their share of money, okay? They make their share of money. Right. So when I work for this company, I can't do this for everyone. I don't have this deal with any of my jobs. But when I do an odd job um, for a company that has a ton of money, I make sure my agents get me first class. Right. I... I I got to go next Wednesday night after my whole work day at 10 o'clock. I'm flying first class to L.A. 
not even thinking about it. And that's not private. That is a commercial. Right. That'll be a JetBlue mint situation. And that alone, for a regular coach-flying dude like myself, is enough to go, oh, I'm going to be cozy. Right. I'm going to be eating. And so for Michael to ask, like, it's a lot for Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas and company to board their private jet where you can sleep, you can have a beverage, you can have meals, you can play movies, you can play. What is such a big deal? They don't have to wake up and do Ebro in the morning at 3 a.m. No. They're they're resting. They're good. It's like, it's like they're flying in their living room. Honestly, that is, you know, I had this realization recently. I had a conversation with a celebrity coworker of mine, much more well-known and well-to-do than yokels like Peter Rosenberg or Don LaGreca. Okay. Right? But he still, you know, he he doesn't fly private. He's a big celebrity, makes a lot of money, but he's not a, he doesn't have a private jet. And we were joking about the fact that really essentially as rich as you may make it to being in life, it's private jet and the rest of the world. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. First class is a, it can be a can be a great upgrade if you can if you're able to do that or manage that. But really, when you show up to the airport with your bags and have to walk around with everybody else and wait on line and deal with the whims of the airlines and fly on essentially on that greyhound in the sky, we're all in the same room. The only place that you get to a truly different room is when you're Drake and you have your own jet. All right. That's now you are no longer a regular human being. There's no way to describe the fact that you don't even go to regular airports. You never go through security again. Mm-mm. You just pull up and jump on a plane. That's right. Life is different. Not throwing bottles of water away. Not taking your shoes off. Belt. <laughs> you don't have to take your $30 moisturizer that you were so happy to buy and just dump it right in the trash because somehow the moisturizer could become a bomb. Right. Now, meanwhile, your razor, bring that right on board. Yeah, that water, yeah. hold on. That could be a water bomb. I'm a big boy. Someone make it make sense. I still get mad about that, Don, to this day. When I recently had to give up some moisturizer that was like, you know, 3.6 ounces instead of 3.5. You think I'd like to see my Manuka honey get thrown in the garden? Oh, that that one killed you. How much oh, was that Manuka? Like, like 50 flushed. bucks. 50 bucks. It was flushed. Yeah. Because the you know there's nothing more devastating to a plane than the the uh, manuka bomb. Can, by the way, <laughs> can someone who's an expert please tweet us? Explain the danger of the manuka honey. <laughs> I need to know how four ounces of manuka honey is a danger to a flight more so than me. Don, you could wear a a, a very like hard bottomed um, high heel that I would determine to be a bigger flight yes. risk than the manuka honey. And they're not asking Meghan Markle to take up. She's probably not flying commercial. Anyways, no. let's go to to last night's Nick game. Of course, the disappointing loss. And after a disappointing loss, you want to hear from a voice that will always uplift you, that will always be upbeat. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is Tom Thibault Diaw. Of course. Sometimes if the ball's not going in, you let that take away from other parts of your game. Uh, you know, we didn't get any easy scoring opportunities. Like uh, sometimes that, that can get you going. You know, and uh, but you know, like we we got to learn from it. We got to get better. It doesn't stop. You know, so we know uh, we're heading out to Sacramento, and they're an unbelievable offensive team. So we're going to have to be at our best. 
Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Um, Josh Hart um, putting some perspective on the whole fatigue conversation around this loss for the Knicks. Our jobs is to play basketball. And our job, and it's you got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those guys are tired. You know, for us, you know, we're playing a game, and obviously we're fortunate enough to play a game like this, but we have to um, keep that in perspective. I mean, we got to go out and compete and play a game that we love to do and compete at the highest level. So, you know, we got to make sure we're full of energy and lively every time we step on the court. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think we can, you know, blame this on fatigue. We got to, you know, like I said, continue to grow and you know, play winning basketball. Like I said, sometimes when you're winning, some 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 of those bad habits are uh, are kind of band aid, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's why it's self winning in the league. It's a leader. That's that's the kind of guy you want to hear from. You, hey, you go out and get someone mid season. Yeah. That, that's that's first of all, his play has been just exceptional. His energy has been exceptional. Um, but hearing that from him has got to make you happy. Now, again, I, that probably is one of the main reasons why they lost because they did look like they were fatigued, but you love when a player doesn't want to go there. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you see that last night the Lakers retired Pau Gasol's yeah, number I did. 16 jersey? Interesting, right? Did that surprise you? A little bit. i got to look up Gasol's stats. I, I mean, just because it's the Lakers? Right. So how does he measure up to the other guys in the rafters? All right, let's do well, it. You want to know? Yeah, I'd like to know. If you want to know, I'm going to tell you. Um, he played on the Lakers from 07-08 through 13-14. So he was there for a while. Was there for six years. Um, basically average during that time. I mean, that's pretty good. Like eighteen and ten hmm. during that time. Shot great from the field. Shot great from the floor. Uh, gave them a block and a half, a little more than that per game, and of course was part of multiple championships. Um, he he got pretty emotional last night seeing his jersey go up next. To Kobe Bryant. Let's hear from Pau Gasol. I can't go on without talking about the person in the face that I don't see. The brother that elevated me, inspired me, challenged me to be a better player, just to be a better man overall. I miss him. I miss him so much, like many of us do. I love him. I wish he was here with Gigi. I really do. Uh, but I think he'll be proud. And he was looking forward to this moment. So, I love you, brother. So, let's take a look at the other retired numbers, shall we? Uh, yeah, please do. Well, you've got uh, Kobe. Yeah. Is, is that 8 and 24? They put them both up, right? Yes. Okay. Wilt. Yeah, that sounds like a reasonable one. Elgin Baylor. 
Yep. How about Mr. Number thirty-three, Mr. Abdul Jabbar? Yes, and number thirty-two, Magic Johnson. That's Irvin Johnson to you. Number twenty-five, Gail Goodrich. Okay, Gail Goodrich, got it. Number thirty-four, Shaquille O'Neal. Do they have number forty-two, James Worthy? Oh, they sure do. Okay. Number forty-four, Jerry West. I would think that would be a good one to throw. He's the logo. I'm not as familiar with number fifty-two, Jamal Wilkes. Jamal Wilkes was a was a was a great player for them. Uh, what late seventies, early eighties? Yeah, he's sixty nine. So yeah, would, yeah, seventy seven to eighty five. So it didn't play a long time there. Uh, George Mikan, yeah, and Chick Hearn as a non player. They retired his microphone. Well, well it's interesting. I mean, you, you could say this. You can certainly say that he fits, but you have to say he's he's towards the bottom. He's abs- Powell's absolutely towards the bottom of that list. Yes. You could put him in the the Wilkes, you know, worthy sort of category. Worthy is so underrated, though, right? Just because he happened to play, you know, it was college obscured by Jordan. Yep, pros obscured by Magic, but he was a hell of a player, and and, and he was there from eighty two to ninety four. I mean, just absolutely nothing but consistency from James Worthy. Well. We've had this conversation many times before. It's for Laker fans to answer to, right? They're the ones that are going to feel whether he deserved it or not. I mean, there wouldn't be anyone else from the last Laker team to go, right? Hmm. Who was there long enough and impactful enough. Does um, LeBron get his number retired there? Won a championship. That's a really interesting one. Just because it's LeBron? That's a really interesting one. If it were to be, you mean like next, like if if nothing else happens, there's no more championships. Right. He plays one more year, whatever, they make the playoffs, he moves on. Hmm. I I don't think you do. I don't think so either. Even though he's been exceptional. I mean, he has, if you look at his stats, absolutely put together some of the best all-time Lakers seasons. I'm sorry. That's how good LeBron's stats are every single year. I don't think we're missing anybody, are we? Anybody else, uh, lack of a better word, worthy that it does not have his number retired? According to Spot Rack, <laughs> it makes it doesn't make a lot of sense now, but in the moment, I saw Spot Rack, but Spot Track makes way more sense. Right, because you're tracking yeah. information. Spotrack. Spotrack. Yeah, well, listen, I like sports, it like it's sh- sports. I, I get it. Uh, Robert Ory was there for a while. How about nah? But he was everywhere, and also he didn't do enough. It, you can't. Unfortunately, you can't get your jersey. I mean, you could, like, if you consider the the clutch shots so important. But yeah, considering he was everywhere and he averaged like five points a game, doesn't really seem worthy. Um, our test was a big part of the championship team. He's not getting going to the Raptors. Mm. I th- I believe Rick Fox. Just handsome, right? Well, yeah, no, that's what I mean. He should go up for that. Uh, other big piece of basketball news today. Um, Jim Beheim spoke after a really tough last-second Syracuse loss. Here's Beheim being questioned on his future. I've just been lucky to be able to 
coach this long. I think you missed it. Well, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out. Right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Okay, but so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're not I just saying- said it. I don't know. So you don't know. Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you, you're not sure whether you're, when will you, when will, how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. Well, um, I guess he was telling the truth because a few minutes later, the statement came out that he is no longer the head coach of Syracuse after 47 years Former player and assistant Adrian Autry will take over as the head coach at Syracuse. It's a long time, man. Now, here's my question. So is that immediate? Because at 17 and 15, they should get an NIT bid. So he won't coach again? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing if they go to the NIT, he's coaching. Because that could be a big coup, right? Just to be able to get a lot of attention to your tournament that this will be the last game possibly that Jim Beheim would coach. That's a that's a great point. You know what I say if I'm Jim Beheim and I go to the NIT? I'm good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't end it on the NIT. Well, you want to end it? I'm losing in the first round of, the, of your conference of your conference tournament. tournament. <laughs> it's not much better. I'll be honest with you. That's a tough one. How, how where do we end up seeing like where does Jim Beheim end up landing all time college coaches? I mean, it's an unbelievable run. And he was so consistently good, so many great players from his program, all-time greats, but only the one championship. Yeah, that kind of kicks him off the first table, right? Uh, I think so. But the longevity cannot be ignored. But you're looking at five Final Fours, the one championship, five Big East championships. Only five? Yeah. Kind 80, of mean, 81, kind 88, 92, 05, and 06. A 92 to 05 area is kind of tough. Isn't it, it crazy? Only... He got that long, Don. He had a gap of 13 years with no Big East championships. And what year did they? They won in 03? 03, yes. So he was given like a good 10 years. It's just amazing. If you're in a good spot in a college, you, you can be there forever. All right. How many Naismith College Coach of the Years? I'll say five. One. Oh, boy. His AP Coach of the Year and the NABC Coach of the Year all in 2010. Yeah, I mean, listen, he can't sit next to Coach K and, and Roy. And uh, I don't want to say compiler, but, uh, but what makes it so attractive is one of those guys that took a program that he, he – it's his. He made it. No, that's true. And – he was there for 47 years, but the one championship and the five Final Fours just don't compare to the top table. But still, like I said when we first heard this information, it's jarring. My entire life almost, and Peter then some, he was the coach of Syracuse. And let's face it, St. John's is our local college team. Rutgers is pretty good. We've had some runs with Seton Hall, but... Like, Syracuse was always kind of a de facto local team, right? Especially when they were in the Big East. They had so many alumni in, in, in the sports industry. You kind of treated them when they were good like a local team. Syracuse is not that far away. So even though it wasn't technically our market, 
Didn't you feel like, Peter, when you were here and they were good, that there was a lot of people that cared what the Orangemen were doing? Oh, absolutely. So he ha- he has the second most wins of all time. But when you think about the accolades, the championships, and the Coach of the Year awards, he's not there with Coach K, with Wooden. Mike, uh, Don, he's not there with Jim Calhoun. No, he doesn't a- have the accolades uh, of Calipari, even though he may be more beloved. Or, or Bob Knight, certainly not Dean Smith or Roy Williams. Yeah, I think he's a table two. And, you know, he's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame. He's in the actual Basketball Hall of Fame. No, oh, he's, yeah, of course. He's, um, you know, he's an all-time great. There's he's no, significant, no, yeah. No do to boot it. Now, I uh, there was a troubling story that has been going around today. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not what you want. Um. Tiger Woods, first of all, apparently has broken up with his longtime girlfriend, Erica Herman, which people didn't know. She's been with Tiger since 2017. That's not the big story here, though. He's at, she is asking a judge to remove her from a non-disclosure agreement that she claims Tiger forced her to sign when their relationship started in August of 2017. Okay. According to a civil complaint filed Monday in the circuit court, of the 19th Judicial District uh, in uh, Martin County, Florida. She believes that the NDA is invalid and unenforceable and that a trust controlled by Woods is wrongfully using it against her. Her attorney is citing a federal law, the Speak Out Act, that prevents the enforcement of non-disclosure agreements in instances of sexual assault and harassment. Oh, no. In a civil cover sheet to the court, her attorney, Benjamin Hodes, indicated the case involved allegations of sexual abuse, although those allegations might not involve Woods directly. Hmm. Herman didn't make any specific allegations against Woods. Oh, boy. But what can that mean? So you have an issue. Okay, let's start at the beginning. She starts dating Tiger Woods in 2017. He makes her sign an NDA. Right. That's not a surprise. No. In, in fact, I would think he was a moron probably if he didn't. Right. Um, now, in 2023, 20, they break up, and she wants to throw out the NDA and is using the Speak Out Act that prevents enforcement in instances of sexual assault and harassment. So obviously what comes to your mind is that she was assaulted or harassed by Tiger. Right. And that's why it should be thrown out. But there's not a direct allegation yet against Tiger. So is there a world in which it involves, I don't know, someone else related to well, him? It's two things. that she just not specifically name him yet? It, uh, but just, just saying that there were allegations but didn't specifically name him? Or was there some sort of misconduct on his watch that he allowed? Like somebody he knew did it, and and he didn't stop it, or is something like that. I, I don't know. It's weird. Well, and then the beginning of it is also, and why does she want the NDA invalidated? Like my 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 point being, if if she if she had if she wanted to press charges against Tiger Woods, the NDA wouldn't matter, right? You could still press charges crime against is a crime. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't. It, the NDA isn't your get out of jail free card. So I wonder what's going on there. Either way, obviously, we will yeah. uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Not the story I was uh, hoping to read today, but um, 
Such is life. Uh, and that will do it for ENN, presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm. Almost 35 years of getting accident victims every single dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey, 888-24-LAW-24, D'Agostino, bite back, 